interrupt your conversation, but I'm interrupting your conversation. Two people, one person from this side, one person from this side, just share with me one thing that you learned, one piece of good news that was just like, didn't even have no words, you feel me? It's just like, mm, that was good. One person from this side. Let's get it. Let's get it. One piece of good word that you heard over in your circle. One, one, one thing that was good that you like to share. Any, anybody? No, they're bubbling over there, so y'all, you gotta catch up. Come on now. What's up? So, uh, good news about cancer treatments. That's good news. That's good news. We are, uh, as, as Christians, assuming that, that some of us are Christians, uh, we are bearers of good news. We are carriers of good news. We, are benef we benefit because of the good news. We exist because of good news. So it's pretty dope to be able to share it. Um, and uh, so I want to pray for us, and then I'll do, uh, we'll dive in, and I'll, I'll literally not be long, and I'll get out your way. Uh, with Daddy, we just thank you for being so good to us because I'm fully aware that we don't deserve Jack. Yeah, we do. We deserve death, eternal separation from you. That's what we deserve. But because you're, you're just, uh, I don't have words for you. You're just dope like that. Doesn't make, any doesn't make any practical sense on why it is that we have the opportunity to, to receive and be holders and, and benefit from your good news. For that, I say thank you, Daddy. Lord, I ask that you just remove me out of the way and inject me with your divine understanding because I need you every step of the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I have to do a disclaimer. Um, I, uh, I only have one way of, uh, of teaching, and that is uh, with great urgency. And you understand why in a few seconds here. But God has allowed me to see too much and experience too much to be playing any games. I'm not here for that. So you can mentally check out, or I'm just kicking people out of the church now. You can leave. Um, yeah. Close your eyes for about five seconds. 250 million people in America do not confess Jesus Christ as Lord. 250 million people in America do not confess Jesus Christ as Lord according to the National Baptist Convention. Maybe we 250 million people in America do not confess Jesus Christ as Lord, which makes America the third largest mission field on the planet. Open your eyes. By God's grace, because I suck, he's awesome, and I'm fully aware of it, and I'm in desperate need of him. By God's grace, I get the opportunity to travel literally the world and share the gospel. Literally, I've been in, speak, spoken in underground churches in China to Jerusalem, to England. It's been two and a half years in England. I, I, I travel. 
And I've, these eyes have seen two, with two felonies in a high court misdemeanor, by the way. I'll get to that in a second. I don't have time to be playing any games because people are dying and going to hell. That's the truth. And he has given us the angelos, his good news. He's given us his good news to share with the world. What I want to do is I want to share with you today some good news. We got to go through some muddy waters to get there, you feel me? Maybe not. Do you feel me? Well, you know, that's cool. We'll be all right. I'll be, I'll, be done. I'll be done in another 15, 20 minutes, okay? In 2012, God gave me an opportunity to do something that I don't deserve. I suck. He's awesome, and I'm fully aware of it, and I'm desperately in need of him. He gave me an opportunity to write this book, you know, and if anybody have ever wrote a book before, um, it's pretty difficult to do, especially under my circumstances, which you'll get in a minute. But it's, it's triple hard when you work with a publisher. Anybody ever worked with a publisher before? Anybody ever had a record deal before? It sucks. The reality is, is that I, I got my own timelines. I got my own pace I like to, I like to operate in. But they have their timelines, their dates, and they have, you get publicists, you get all this stuff, you're doing TV stuff, you're doing all, these, all this, all the radio, you do all this stuff, and all these things, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I still got a daily job to do, right? It was released in 2012, and by God's grace, we were able to do a re-release uh, 10 years later, uh, August of uh, 2022. Again, God's amazing, I suck and I'm fully aware of it, and I'm in desperate need of him, um, and you'll get this in a second, that uh, he allowed this thing to take me on a journey to, you know, focus on the family, to TED Talks, to uh, 700 Club being featured twice, to, and the list goes on and on and on and on. I speak to about 70,000 people a year. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. But let me tell you something. The book is about my story or whatever, blah, 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 blah. But let me say something. That that that's cool. And those those accolades and awards and all this stuff. That that's that's cool. That's cool. That, that's fine. I appreciate the opportunity because all I got is the gospel to share. It's his story, not mine. We'll get to that in a second. All I got is the gospel to share. But I'm gonna tell you the best thing that ever happens when you're at somebody's church or you're, you're walking through the airport or you're you're at some some random spot and then somebody comes up and says, "Hey, my son." was in the joint, was in prison. And I had an opportunity to thumb through, or I had an opportunity to watch one of those, those things you did on, on whatever. And I'm telling you, it challenged me. It, it gave me hope that my son one day will be okay. Uh, you ain't never felt that before? Live a little bit for a minute. When you, when you hear and you, you hear of God's story of redemption in somebody else's life, that it does something in your brain and everything goes off when you lost all hope, when you think it was impossible and there's something coming in wreck shop, he drops something, somebody's story, somebody's testimony, somebody's stuff, and it drops in. That does everything for me and the other stuff can go away. Just one story. One story. That's what I'm going to talk about today. Because God has given us a story that he has lived, died, resurrected, and he passed a baton for us to share. Your turn. 
I got two bullet points I want to share, and I'm going to get out of your way. Um, let me give you the scripture. It's, uh, we're going off of Psalms 107 and 2. It says this, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. I'm from around that way, so I say, let the redeemed of the Lord say something. Say something. Let the redeemed of the Lord say something. Those of us who are bearers of his good news, those of us who carry that news inside of us and is bubbling, is doing because it's active. It's active. His word is active and it's moving and it has dunamis power. It has authority to do something. It's moving. Let the redeemed, those who have been redeemed, say something. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those who have truly been redeemed say something. I'm not talking about writing a book. I'm talking about everyday experiences. When was the last time you said something? 250 million people are dying. And do not confess Jesus Christ as Lord. America is a third. That's what I mean. That means there's only two other places on the planet that have more non-believers than America. Yet we're being quiet. Do we need to hug? I think so. Let's hug. <laughs> the gospel is proprietary. I'm an IT engineer formerly. And there's something called proprietary software, meaning that you made it, you created it, and only you can do something with it, meaning Apple. It's very proprietary. The gospel, the good news and sharing and bearing the good news only can be done by beacons of light. Beacons of light. So if we're not sharing it, 78% of Christians have not shared the gospel or shared their faith in the last six months. One out of four Christians have never discipled an individual at all. One out of five have never and disciple themselves. This puts us at a state of emergency. Is anybody else feeling? Maybe I'm just by myself. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm tripping. Are we okay with that? Dude, we just want to have a good old time in church and just, just chilling and just be just, just have a good time. Is that it? I'm out. That's where I'm from. They dying. Meanwhile, we're just having a good old time in church. Yeah, for real? That it? I want no part to that type of Christianity. In fact, my Lord did not die that way, nor did he die for this. He released Christians with his good news. Paracletos, Holy Spirit, restfully and abiding and dwelling spirit to move. So not so that we can have head knowledge and then have some heartfelt experience. No, so that we can get spirit fingers, you feel me? So that we can move. That was a joke. You can laugh. So that we can actually move. Let the redeemed of the Lord say something. Let the redeemed of the Lord say something. Two points I want to leave you with. I'm on it. Um, but let me define redeemed really quick. Um, redeemed is to gain or regain possession of something in exchange for a payment. It's a buyout. In fact, it's an unfair exchange. 
This is terminology that's being used as it relates to slaves. It's like you no longer belong to your old master. It's a purchase. There's a price being paid in saying, I'm going to take you, and you no longer belong to your old master. Meaning you no longer have to bow down and do what the old master wants you to do. You no longer are a puppet for the old master anymore. You belong to me. And if any of y'all like me, what we end up doing is that we go back to the old master and we hold on, master. Come on. You ever tell the truth, I keep on going. Call it porn. Call it lying. Call it pride. Call it anger. Wrath. Just being nasty, Christian. Anybody relate with me? Because I ain't standing up here by myself. Come on. I know, I like to tell the truth. I used to think I had an anger problem. My family, we trained in fighting, my whole family. The guy that's in that picture up there with Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier was my first trainer. His name is Buster, Buster Mathis Sr., my first trainer at Pride Boxing Gym. My mama's a martial artist. We get down, and I'm not joking. We get down, right? I typically carry boxing gloves in my trunk. Just because. <laughs> yeah, you get what I'm saying? No, I'm serious. Um, I used to think I had an anger problem until I sat for a minute and I realized that my old master isn't anger. I realized that my old master is pride. Because I, I started to go back and say, every time I flip the script, Every time I bust somebody's head, I have, to real, I have to think about it, like, wait a minute, why did I do this? What, what was the purpose? Of, I have to do an inductive study of my social, be, of my behaviors. Why did, why did I do that? It wasn't because I'm just so angry, because I, I'm so angry, I just can't, I'm the hawk, I can't control it. No, 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 I have a pride issue. And every once in a while, Traveling the world, sharing the gospel, doing all these things for Jesus. I grab a hold of master. Come on. Every once in a while, I still desire old master, like, Sibo. I'm sorry, that's Lord of the Rings reference. I desire it, and I chase after it. And I'm just thinking I'm not by myself. Two things. Three things. We need to be redeemed. Um, and, and most of us know the scriptures, Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Um, it's just short. Um, oh, man. Uh, I don't know why we feel like we got to go through 917 scriptures. If this is truly God's spoken word, his whispered word, one single tittle, the smallest letter will blow your mind. Why are you trying to be so impressive? If, you, if we sat back and act as if we don't know nothing, and we humble ourselves and act like this is truly his whispered word, that word that we read a billion times will blow your mind. Humble yourself. You just might learn something. Read this. 
For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Unfortunately, lame Christians use this as an excuse to be sinful. That's not an excuse. Read the whole context. It's not an excuse. However, this is a reality. This is a reality. A, a rapper by the name of Tripoli said this. A Christian rapper, he said this. He said, it's amazing how many Christians have ever become Christian but never came face-to-face -face with the reality that they're depraved. Never came face-to-face -face with the reality that they are broken sinners in desperate need of a Savior. I've never had to say that because we're, we're so busy trying to make, uh, make the altar call more like a sales pitch. Then the reality is, no, 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 you can't, you have no need for the balm in Gilead, the healer, if you've never been sick. If you've never separated from him, you have no need to need him. Maybe that's why 250 million people in America do not confess Jesus Christ as Lord, because they've never come to face-to-face -face with a Christian that recognizes that, no, no, I'm a broken, truly meaning I'm broken and I need him. I need, my next breath is cold and dependent on him and it doesn't belong to me. Every person here needs a redeemer. Everyone here needs to be redeemed, to be bought back from old master. That means you have no obligation to old master, no matter what they say. No matter what guilt trips they try to put on you family members and people and stuff, no matter what, nobody, you have no, because old master doesn't own you anymore. You belong to one. Second thing, redemption will cost you everything. Redemption will cost you everything. And uh, I'm a business guy, um, by God's grace. We, um, I don't know, at our church, we started uh, 18 companies. Um, we, we've hired 400 youth and young adults to work. Um, God's been good to us. And I've, I've, I've owned IT firms and staffing companies. Currently, we have a, uh, a, uh, a group counseling practice, you know, 12 therapists, and we're going to 20 and that. So I'm a serial business guy, I look at P&L statements and financials and strategic plans, gap analysis, SWOT analysis, that's my life, that's what I do for a living all over the world, okay? But the, the church is not the place to do a risk assessment. We're so used to not living by faith and we hide behind good stewards. <laughs> Come on. Or we need to check the risk. Reconcile that in scripture, please. And that's not rhetorical. The idea of this walk costing us something is something we don't want to talk about. It's going to cost us everything. Who you are, your old person has to go. It will cost you all of what you, you built 20-something years, 30 years, 50 years into being that. 
being controlled by that, but now you are born again, new. That's everything. That's everything. Your pedigrees, your degrees, your, 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 your information, everything. Matthew 16, 24 says this. Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you want to be my disciples, we need to look up that word, by the way, because most of us don't know what it means, so then it's very difficult to know, well, I'm leaving this church because I'm not being discipled. Have you ever looked at the definition? Have you found one scripture that, that quantifies discipleship? Well, stop saying you're not being discipled if you don't even know what it means, nor can you reconcile it in scripture. Just saying. That wasn't in the notes. That was just for free. There you go. Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you want to be my disciples, you deny yourself. This is what he says. It's, it's not like, okay, no, no, get more and more and more. Have, start throwing daisies and having this. You know, God, he just wants you to be blessed and belly blessed. Man, just garbage. Talk to me later. Flat out. I'm sorry. We need to hug. I feel it. No, 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 no. It, this, is, this is Christ. Anyone who wants to be my disciple... My apprentice, not just having cognitive understanding of me, being a fan, but no, 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 truly being my disciple, being a follower, being an apprentice of me in heart and in deed as well. He or she must deny themselves. How about that for a job description of a Christian? <laughs> what about me? Again, I, we... we we run a counseling practice, so I get it. So spare me. Me, 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 me. I, I can have some me time. Who cares about you? It ain't about you. It's about him. It's about him. It's about him. And I surrender all of who I am so that I can be all of who he wants me to be. Anybody else? Feel me? Oh, let's just go back over here. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. This is heavy. Anybody ever been to Israel? Anybody? You know that, I forget the name. I can't even pronounce the road. I got lost in it, by the way. It was very weird. We'll talk about it later. But the road where Jesus carried the cross, you know what it's called? The, it's a long word. I can't even think of it. But it's, it's the road where he carried the cross and all that. My feet burning. It, it's, it's horrible. I'm in my chucks at the time. I'm walking. It was horrible. I'm walking like, what in the world was this? Going to the Garden of Gethsemane, like you, you see the stuff, and you're like, wait a minute. And these dudes walking around with, with the crosses on their back, walking down the same road, and you literally, literally sweating, dripping. Nothing about a cross, despite popular opinion, is sexy. There's no, I don't care how you put it. There's nothing about it sexy. So what makes you think, especially Jesus speaking to the people of the time, what makes you think that it's something about Christianity and something about the church and something about God's work that's just supposed to be at ease? Just supposed to have an easy life. I deserve a vacation. No. You get a vacation. No, no, what we deserve Take up your cross. And the last one being follow me. That's a whole separate animal. To follow him. 
That means you, can know, you only can follow one master. There's no great line. There's no universe and the Lord. <laughs> Talk to me. I'm, I'm sorry. There, there is no a Jesus plus. You know, that guy, the big dude upstairs, my homeboy in the hood. No, 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 no. It's only him or nothing. It's only one master. You choose. It's up to you. It's up to you. And follow him. If you hang to your life, you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. Because that's really not who he created you to be. He created you, he created you in his likeness and in his image, and it has nothing to do with old master. But if you give up your life, you give up that, you give up your life. Give it up, yield, surrender it all, lay it at his feet. For my sake, you will save him. That's a lot of stuff to read, y'all. A lot to digest. But this is what it means to be a Christ follower. This is what it means to be a disciple of his. Last point. Redemption will give you everything. It's like these two ends of the coin. It's like two ends of the stick, two sides of the coin. Um, we committed, humanity committed, Adam committed treason. There's only one payment for treason. But because God is so dope, <laughs> he sends a temporary solution, which was the mirror of the solution. He said, hey, yo, all right, I'll go and wrapped himself in human flesh. These are historical facts. Nobody in Israel is debating the fact that Jesus existed. It's just a weird conversation. He becomes Emmanuel, God with us. Right? but it took him to have to be brutally murdered. We, we, we got we to we sit there for a second. We're not talking about some death, <laughs> natural causes. I know we'll be, we're, not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about someone that for us to sit here, Gentiles, had no way of having that goodness, that good news inside that he chose, even though that we're going to give him a middle finger the whole way. He chose still, makes no practical sense at all. He chose still to surrender his life historical facts. He died 
And he never changed his game up and switched the game up and said, why did you, why are you willing to do this? <laughs> it's very clear for us to live so that we don't have to belong to an old master anymore. Ephesians 1 says this and 7 says, in him, Christ, we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of our trespasses according to his riches and grace. We were separated from him. We were born as his creation, created by him, which makes us his, our, his creation. But despite popular opinion, you cannot just walk up to me today and say, hey, Dada, how you doing? Hey, I, I got kids 35 years old, and, and, and somebody 34 and younger, 35 and younger, comes up to me and say, hey, Daddy. Hey, Mama. You in a turquoise shirt. Hi, Mama. Hi, Mom. That's awfully weird for me to do with gray hair, right? This is just strange, but I'll continue to say it. Hi, Mama. Can I have some money? No? Because adoption doesn't work that way. See, we were adopted to his family, so everyone can't be adopted to his family. There's only one way into adoption. That is through his blood. That is through him. There's only one way to be adopted into his family. There isn't multiple revenues, ways of getting into knowing him. It is only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ alone. The Christ. Galatians 4, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son to be born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. You see the pathway? That's the only pathway. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba Father, my daddy, personal father. What is my point? My point is, if you don't know Jesus Christ today, I paracleo you, I beseech you, I earnestly beg you to consider the King of kings and Lord of lords. Because old master doesn't work. Check your check record. Check, check the fruit. It doesn't work. Flat out. What I'm saying is that he's pretty dope. And what I'm also saying is this road is it's easier. But it ain't easy. What I'm saying is that you're signing up to, to lose everything, but to gain everything at the same time. If that's you, the guy sitting in the back right there, he'll be more than happy to talk to you. But those of us who believe there's a mandate, it is not called the great suggestion. Let me leave you with this in a challenge. I, was, I just did a video this morning I was raised, I, was, I always say I was born in Grand Rapids, became a man in Detroit, 
was raised everywhere. Literally, Francis Street is the street where I was born. Go right up that hill from here. I used to come here, I frequent here. This is my only refuge at 11 years old. So this place means something to me. The fact that they would allow the church to be a part of it is even more dope. I jumped off the porch, meaning I left my mama's house when I was 16. I had my son. And this organization coming from Chicago came into, came into town back in the 80s. Um, I moved in with them. Um, make a long story short, um, I started getting involved with activity. You see, I'm good with these. Eventually, I became good with these. Then eventually, I became good at these, selling dope. Because it came as a group package. I was writing a book. This lady named Ann Bile who helped me write it because I didn't learn to read until I was in my 20s. I felt the grace seventh grade three times. 70% of my hearing is gone here, about 25% gone here. Speech classes, reading classes, every class you can think of, stuttering, you name it. But God's awesome, I suck, and I'm in desperate need of him. I ended up um, being mad at the world. At nine years old, I was molested. She asked me, she's like, yo, it seemed like you were normal from here, and then something happened over here. And anybody know about gap, gap analysis? It's like something's missing the space right here, and you know, you get those nice little, clean little, nice little Christian stories. Why don't you tell the real stank stuff that you've done and that you, where you've been? Tell that. Tell that. Where does a dude go and talk about being molested, by the way? You hold it inside until you're 30-something years old, and this lady asks you a question right in front of, in front of Big B, and you end up weeping and crying like a, big, like a baby, because I have to tell her, this is what happened to me. See, that was the gap. From then, everything spiraled, because I said that I can't stand tough guys, because I'm going to see how tough you are. But at nine years old, I'm going to see what you're working with. Oh, then I said, man, I'm, just, I'm not homosexual, so I'm just going to have sex with as many girls as I can at nine years old. So what does that do to a person? Then you start selling dope because they find that you get a D's. Then you become good at D's. Then you start selling dope, you get a D's. I caught in a grand jury investigation, based on 20 years in prison, by God's grace alone, because I suck, he's awesome, and I'm in desperate need of him, and I'm fully aware of it. He, I end up serving less than two years in jail, and I'm shooting to a, to a camp. They told me never come back again. Are you gonna do all that time? I go, of course, I started doing the same crime. I got even better at it, because I'm in jail with a bunch of subject matter experts. So from one summer to the next summer, three of my brothers were shot right up the street here, one on my mother's porch, one across the street from my mother's house, one across the street from my grandfather's church, because the church dudes were too busy worried about my pants and me wearing a hat. 
than being concerned about buying me a belt, bro. About getting me something to eat. So concerned about the hermeneutic. No, no, no. I need you to contextualize the gospel to me. Make it make sense if we're talking these big words. Do we need to hug? I got ticked off with the world. I figured out I couldn't beat everybody. And then my grandfather has more guns than me. And he, that was a joke, but he, he did. Uh, and he forced me to leave Grand Rapids and take two of my soldiers with me. If you know what it feels like to have people sleeping at your feet so that you don't die, I mean, literally, at your, at your foot. Couldn't go to the grocery, couldn't go nowhere. Unlock. Then here's where my prodigal story started. Me being a riotous living child. I shoot to Georgia. Tried to work a job. I ain't never worked no job before. And this cat walked up and said he needed a bodyguard. I did that for free. I'm really good at it. Let's get it. Unfortunately, until now, thanks to my wife, there was no PTSD programming for gangbangers. You see, all that happened before I hit 22. What do you do with that person? Oh, I'm just supposed to walk in society and walk in your church and just, just, just be a deacon? Are you serious right now? It's supposed to be normal. Have you? It's supposed to be normal. Shot to Detroit with this girl. She forced me to go to church. I thought the church was the white man's trick to lock my mind, to keep me in prison. Took me in, of course, it's a multi-ethnic church, and white people hugging me all over the place. I'm like, bro, back up. I need my, I'm from Grand Rapids, bro. I need three feet. You understand what I mean? Give me, you know what I'm talking about. Raise your hand. I need three feet. They hugging, I'm like this, you know what I'm saying? God bless you, brother, and singing these weird songs and all this stuff. And then, of course, a white dude gets up and starts preaching in Jesse Duplantis. You know, if you ever heard of him, he's the funniest, funniest human I've ever heard in my life. But he started talking normal. He was talking. And this church was like 11,000 people, but I just felt like it was just me in the room, you feel me? I'm just sitting here. And for the... First time in a long time, I did something. I, I cried. I just start, these things are coming down my face. And I surrendered my life to Jesus that day. And I said, what, I said, what you did for me, I want to I, I I help others get that. But then here's, here's what I said. I said, I need for you to take this taste of alcohol out of my mouth. Because for me, I drink alcohol, I'm coming to get everything you got, starting with your life. Just, it, is, it is what it is. So you can play with it if you want to. Show me one good scripture about it. Other than... <laughs> then I told him, take this desire for violence. Because some people get addicted to things. It's the same dopamine that's being released. 
my pride took over, and I, I just like, if you, do you think you're tough? I want to take that from you and show you you're not. I needed for him to take that from me. And by God's grace, the first one, having touched alcohol in 20-something years, the second one he's still working on. How about that? <laughs> Why am I saying this? That because God can do this redeeming power, and of course, I told you I became an IT engineer. I couldn't read, y'all. I was 15,000 of us certified in the world by Microsoft as a Microsoft engineer. But God's grace, he, you know, consortium was a $12 million consortium. Okay? I've started so many companies by God's grace. I'm in places and in countries, in doing stuff because his redeeming power and authority is moving. You get what I'm saying? I put my stanky drawers out here, y'all. I just laid myself all out right in front of Jesus. They're going to give y'all a card. Um, on the back of this card, there's something here. Most people do not share the good news because they've never been told how to share. So we're going to start easy. We're going to start with something that you know. And that is God's story redemption in your life. Something you can do in two minutes. But here's, what, here's what's happening. I'm literally traveling, and I'm asking people to join me and thousands of others. Within the next 30 days, share, your, share God's story of redemption with a stranger. That person, that restaurant you frequent. That waiter can't go nowhere. They're there until you release them. So just get eggs. Hey, can I share something with you? It'll only take me a minute. Come on. Come on. If you just write these down, if it's more words than what fits here, you're doing too much. You can share this in a minute and a half. I challenge you to, to join us. In the next 30 days, we can change the algorithms. Are you with me? Everybody good? Can I pray? Daddy, we thank you for your redeeming power. We recognize we can do nothing by ourselves. Lord, we offer ourselves to you. Lord, give us the guts to share of your goodness with one person, one person. And let us just be cool enough to sit back and watch you do your work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.